Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we continue our director spotlight for Michael Mann, and today is Collateral. This movie was released on August 6th, 2004. It was written by Stuart Beatty and directed by Michael Mann. I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. And I was at the ready uh, for people not in the know, not, not not knowing what's going on at all. I was uh, holding a knife to my hand um, for this. I don't know. I was ready to invoke Sumai for this episode. This episode is going to be a hot one, I feel like. Um, but no no Sumai needed, I don't think. I just think we're in for quite the... The talkative episode. Oh no, it's a it's a good. It was a treat. It's a treat. I this was my second viewing of Collateral. I don't know if you'll recall, but I watched it for the first time amidst our top one hundred project, mm-hmm. and it was one of my honorable mentions at the top of one of those episodes that it would have slid in had we not mm-hmm. gotten had we not jumped in had I not yeah. watched it so late. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, I watched it within the same three-day period of Heat, um, and Heat okay. did slide in to my Dang. top 100. Um, yeah. Had to find a way in there. I mean, yeah. So there's 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 a balance there, you know. All, all thing, but I do I love this movie. I love this movie a great deal. How are you feeling, fresh off your first viewing of Collateral? Yeah. Oh yeah, number one. And uh, I mean, I, I knew this was this was like up there. Uh, in the middle of the viewing, I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, it's already top 50 at some point. There were some scenes pretty early on where I'm like, okay, like I, I don't know really what I'm getting into, but I love, like, seemingly a pretty simple movie ahead. Um, mm. and, but I, I liked everything about it. Like the concept was, was just very creative to me as like the obvious action is, is the killings, the stops that he'll make. But then what, like, an interesting storytelling, you know, device just to have cab rides in between where you can just have the characters talk to each other. And, like, it's, I don't know, a perfect sit-down, slow, um, in between all the chaos. And, I don't know, I was really enjoying it. And and it slowly kept crepping up. I'm like, okay, this is top 40. I'm like, yeah, everything that's in the 40s, I'm like, I'm, I'm easily already there. Um and then I'm like, okay, this is top 30, and then I'm getting to the 20s, and I'm like, okay, like, what's what's going on here? Um, and I think I did slot it in, I think, at 13 um, initially last night. Um, I think and that, that might is be, of um, our... Of, yes, um, of, of our, our coverage. The coverage that we've done this year. Uh, so For those who I don't know, we've that. never mentioned that on the episode, actually, is that we have... Each of us a letterboxed list for every movie we've covered in the year 2023, and mm-hmm. as of this movie, that would be 70 
three. I think the seventy third. Um, I have seventy seven on mine. You would um, because we have a couple that have mm, not come out yet. Okay, um, then yeah. I think this would be our 73rd or 74th. And if you have 77, I'm missing one. Um, hmm. Oh, wait, no, I have 77. Correction. Uh, so this would be the 74th, and we have 75th, hmm. 6th, and 7th to mm-hmm. come. Um, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, no, it, and it, it landing at 13 for you is uh, – it, it, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I, I, it, brought, it broke the top 20 for me. It certainly mm-hmm. did. I, I like this movie a great deal. I think that it's uh, – it's electric, man. There's something that uh, yeah. Tom Cruise and uh, Jamie Foxx bring to this. Their their chemistry and their tension, uh, mm. it, it works incredibly, especially when you pair them with a filmmaker like Michael Mann. Michael um, Mann, the tension building master. Mm. Uh, this dude, I don't know. He just he knows how to do it. And and like in a movie like The Insider, where you know there isn't like action like this in between. Um, the tension is, is crazy there, but, but you also, when you give Michael Mann the, just the automatic tension that comes with the threat of killing another human, I mean, it's like, it's already heightened. Um, and yeah, he, Mm. Michael Mann does a a phenomenal job at tension building and like even, um, like in scenes where it doesn't blow up, like whenever the cops pull over the cab um and they're like all right we got to impound it you know open the trunk step out and like he's like you know uh their 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 bodies are going in there with them like i I, i'm like is he really about to kill two cops like right here so many people are around as well i'm like holy shit and no nothing happens and and then i love i I love the way he does that man he's he's incredible at, at building at building that tension, you know, and I think that's something that this movie really delivers on a whole other level. There's something that's that's used to describe this movie by Michael Mann, that the reason he loved it is because the entire movie is a third act. Mm. Basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're like you, you are dropped into this story. No background on these characters. Mm-hmm. It is just what happens from here on in. Um, yeah. That's a good way to put it. No, I, I like that. Yeah, there's it is kind of uh just a one night holy shit sequence of events that you're that we're just following along. Um but I mean it's you 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 pretty much gather everything you need to know about the like about the characters that are in here off rip. Like I mean the you know the first scene whenever um like he's driving uh what Annie is that her character name? I I think um, yeah, whenever Max is driving Annie, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, to, to, I guess, is that her office? That's where he drops mm-hmm. her off, right? Yeah, he drops yeah, her off yes. back at the office where Vincent comes out and gets picked up from. But, you know, that, just that, that first scene of, of them, you know, and, and seeing how kind of a, like a smooth talker, uh, you know, Max can be. And then like, uh, because I don't know that, that, uh. That little vacation thing, you know, like I look at it 12 times a day, whatever, and like you need it more than me. I mean, it was like it's smooth, but you can kind of tell like is he is this like a for real part of, you know, is I don't know. You could already kind of tell that he he was sort of bullshitting some some stuff, but you, you were still very on his side initially. And then like it slowly like breaks down. And then like by the time he, you know, is with his mother with Vincent, which is insane mm-hmm. um, that like um that they're just 
I don't know. It, it's crazy how well it just goes for Vincent. Like it, it's it's uh the dude like has the location of his mother and like he uses that later yeah. on. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll kill your mom uh, if you. Go. Oh, on my way out of the city, I'll go by and I'll kill your mom, and that'll yeah. just be oh, that. Well, yeah, shit. I guess you do know where my mom is. It's like, oh damn. Like yeah, it's this is uh this is like a an eerie level of efficient you know uh killer wise like this uh this isn't just a single assassination sort of thing this is i need to go around the city and make five different stops at which i will kill at least one person at each stop um and there's so, a yeah. wonderful little uh you know they, there's a lot of mentions of the fates intertwined cosmic coincidence mm-hmm. sort of thing that uh yeah. he makes mention of and at the very beginning of the movie he almost doesn't get in his cab. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, almost it, leaves. Mm-hmm. And therein, you know, my initial gut feeling on my second viewing was like, ah, he almost got out of the hardest night of his life. However, mm-hmm. if he doesn't get in his cab and he's dead for sure, that's true. Um, you know, like there's uh, there's nobody there's nobody guess, who, yeah. who comes it's, to save her. Um, yeah. Who's there yeah to help it would her. just be some other helpless random cab driver mm-hmm. you know exactly um, so like there's again that cosmic coincidence those fate those fates intertwined like annie had annie and max had a little bit of a uh had a little bit of that as well and it played into the all three of them did you know uh the, the fates intertwined here. Uh, what do you what do you think vincent thinks when he sees the business card like up in the you know like it's up above his like visor, sun, you know, kept like above there, and he like pulls it down and uses it as like to tell off his boss or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, that girl, you know, on 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 the business card, you should you should give her a call." Like he sees that name, he knows he's going to kill her, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like what do you like? Do you think he's like what the fuck? Like, do you think that surprises him? He's like, wait, what the shit? Like, why is her card in this dude's? taxi or like do you think he's like somehow knowing like that like he was driving her um to the office i think it's not a that had to have been vincent's not a dumbass you know and and he doesn't believe in you you know he's he's not a uh there's no higher power to him so i think that there's a he sees that he's like oh this is the dude who dropped her off at work i saw her coming in that day uh, they, they macked a little bit now. Like, I think that's all it is. Like, I don't think it's a, he necessarily is like, whoa, what are the odds? I think, uh, and the odds that he gets in his cab, I'm sure he's like, whoa, cool. You know, like that's, 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 wild. that's what I mean is like, do you think there's any chance that he knows this beforehand? And, and that's some part of the frame. Like, cause I'm assuming if everything goes perfect for Vincent, Max is framed at the end of this for doing it all, and he takes the fall. So is it part of the frame job that he would kill the the same person that, like, I don't know, he opened up to in the cab? Like, um, well, I guess no, because no one would know that because she'd be dead. Yeah, no, like, that's my thing. It's it's complete coincidence. There's no, because, he, like Mm -hmm. I said, he almost doesn't get in his cab. There's there is uh, no, nothing that would add to the frame, like the framing of it at all. Like he already has the dead body in his trunk. Like exactly, and, yeah, no, like there's has, there's like, all I'm sorts of stuff that. Yeah. So I think there's an interesting thing about Vincent's character where that moment where he's like, "You should you should call her," 
you know, there's, he mm. begins, there's, there's that interaction where it left me with a sense of like urgency, immediacy. Like he says, call her, mm. you know, he doesn't say like, you should, yes. you should go ahead and call. Like he then goes on to say like, if we make it out of this alive, both me mm. and you, you should give her a call, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but initially, I think there's part of him that's like, go ahead, give her a call. You know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you will not get another chance. There's this interesting level of, uh, not Dang. empathy, um, that he possesses, but he clearly, there are several situations where he does not have to do what he does to protect Max. You mean like at the club when he like actually saves his life like yes. by killing the other guys? But then how would he – do you think if Max goes down right there, then he, it's just he's blamed for it and it's dead and it's all wrapped up? Mm-hmm. Because he well, still has another kill to make though. I guess maybe they would just assume that it was done before uh, he died there. Uh, yeah, like, my thing but, is that like obviously there's a logistical thing there, but there's – in a, in a smaller sense – when he doesn't have to, like, when he's not literally killing somebody for him. Mm-hmm. When he gets on the phone with his fucking, or on the radio with his boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like, that's not, that's obviously not life-saving. That's obviously not life-changing. And it does help him to a degree to be like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what you're saying. No. But it is, like, he doesn't have to do that. He can just, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, like, there's there's all sorts of stuff that I think that, and I'm not trying to give him any credit. He's obviously a. Yeah. Uh, a shitbird of it, a human being. That's why I, I kind of equated it to like a Tyler Durden esque in like Fight Club where where like that guy he you know, it's like he has that guy at the gas station at gunpoint. It's like, what do you want to be? You know, what's your dream or whatever? And he's like a veterinarian and and it's like, well, what are you doing to get there? Or whatever, you know, and he and he says like that that next breakfast for him will will taste so much better or like blah blah blah. And it's like Sort of the the same thing, X. We're like, you didn't need to do that. That dude is like tr- traumatized from this event. But like, I mean, that, that will probably get his get you know some spark. Um, oh little, yeah, it'll like, get you. Some, it'll get you going. Yeah, it'll get like that'll that'll get anyone going. Uh, so it, it's sort of maybe like a little bit of that. Like it maybe he's feeling bad because he knows he's going to take the fall and probably die somewhere along the way. So it's just like might as well give him the best end of his life that I can give him because like he has no like killing someone is nothing to him. He does it for transaction and like yeah. his yeah. It's like completely nothing. Like his whole like out or outlook on the world is just like it's you know six billion people at the time of this. You know we got two add two billion to that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i'd say i don't know i don't know if that changes things for him but i'd say it's even easier now for him um to justify yeah it's just like it's it's nothing it's like nothing at all um and and it's like i don't know it's crazy that like max has to be like man like the normal part of a human like in you it's just not there like it's Mm -hmm. just missing like that's crazy And, and it's like I don't know. I don't know if that stunned him a little bit or not. No, uh, I think it. I think it but, did. I think there's a lot. It's not in the writing, but I do think it's in the filmmaking and in Tom Cruise's performance of Vincent, mm. where that part is there, and that's what makes him even more fucked up. Is yeah. that he continues to do it in spite of his nature, which I think is part of what makes that coyote scene 
hit even harder mm-hmm. is that like, you know, we've got this, uh, this, this sprawling metropolis where, you know, uh, industrialization is completely taken over and it's it, it's wiped out an entire natural habitat and yet here these here's this mm. natural predator prowling the city um yeah. when it should be in the fucking woods you know i could say it's it's against it's yeah. not it's not where that it's is, supposed to be it's not its nature it's not how it's supposed to go that um, is insane like that is like for one, an insane part in the movie. It's like such a switch up out of nowhere. Like, you know, they just stop and like the, their conversation just stops midway. They just stare because obviously you're just, you know, you're like, what the, like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be seeing this right now. It, it does seem so unnatural. And then like the, the, I don't know, the song that plays here. Um, it's it's like the I don't know the most two thousand what what year did this come out like two thousand four yeah I mean it felt like the most two thousand four um I don't know like it felt like a, a song they would play at like an assembly or something at school uh, <laughs> where they were I don't know like the those groups would come in and show you I I don't know those guest speakers or something yeah Shadow on the Sun um uh, yeah I mean there there were, you know. Slave. There were a few a few bangers like the the club uh scene like the not the jazz club but I guess the jazz was was kind of nice too to listen to a lot of different mm-hmm. types of music in this uh sure. yeah j- jazz was chill but then the the other club the club club um like that that techno like um I don't know I I kind of forgot how it went but like it was I don't know it was bumping for a little bit I was kind of I was kind of moving uh, right. before everyone started dying in there that that was that was kind of crazy when he's like just walking through the crowd and he just i like i don't know what this move was but he just grabbed the dude's jaw and like broke his neck by like pulling it up like upwards and then like stomped like further stomped his head backwards almost maybe Mm -hmm. was that the idea because like you didn't see like what got stomped but i'm assuming like it was like to further the neck break. Um, yeah, no, like, uh, he does a move that you see in, like, WWE wrestling to a obviously much less dangerous extent, where yeah. he wraps his arm up underneath his neck and shoves his elbow down and his forearm up and Ooh. snaps the guy's neck. Um, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, man, I mean, he's, he doesn't need a gun. You know, this dude is, is just a trained killer here. Dude's nasty um, with it. Yeah, I mean, and and confident every single step of the way. Uh, there is, there is no, I don't know. Even though there, there, there is Plan B. Like I, I was comparing it to Michael Fassbender's Killer, where mm-hmm. like when he goes to Plan B, he doesn't know what the fuck to do. He's like, oh shit, what the fuck do I do now? Vincent is yeah. just like, I don't, I don't, I'm on Plan. you know double d right now i don't know like he's he's this has not gone his way whatsoever i don't think um and it's like he says jamie fox would have like max's character max should never have even known this is what he's doing Mm. the guy decided to you know i shot him but the bullets in the fall killed him um man what a what a justification his like his justification for everything is just crazy it's just just absolutely nothing after he, those two like um 
people in the alley, just those like I don't know guys that that robbed Max, which is hilarious that they're like, "Give me your wallet," and he's like, "Yeah, what the? I mean, don't you, brother? See I'm that? tied and to the fucking steering like, wheel. What the fuck do you want me to do?" Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I was like thinking it. He didn't say it yet, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, what, what's he gonna do? And then Jamie literally says it, and I'm like, oh, that, you know, that was that's pretty. Pretty nice in my headspace there. But, yeah, I mean, like, every kill that this dude has is just, I mean, he just puts him down. The same, like, double tap to the chest, one to the head, uh, just, does, just doesn't phase him. And I, I love, like, the, the uh, like, panic that obviously Max is going through. And, like, you see him kind of, like, having, like, a panic attack. And, he, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Vince is just in the back, like, hey, are you breathing? You, you're breathing, right? Like, yeah, I don't, like I don't you know. You gotta if, stay breathing. Is that the most comforting thing to say uh, in this time? I don't know. No, I, feel like I think I don't like, and that's um, what's interesting about Vincent is that there's no there's no desire to comfort in a moment like that. Uh, yeah, but there it's, is it's, a it's, he yeah, needs him focused. He needs. Yeah, him, you're driving my cab. Uh, yeah, get to get to my next drop off, please. Um, but I mean, he's always on time. You know, got to give that to Max. You know, I guess twelve twelve years of cab driving. Uh, you'd, you'd be pretty good at at guessing how how long you're gonna take to get from one place to the other. Um, but I don't know. Is that is that a thing? Do you think do you think there are cab drivers serious enough to know the pattern of the traffic lights to this detail? You know, um, he's got lucky with the lights too. To, I mean, more, a, a lot on his. Yeah, right. You know, even while he's smooth talking, a girl in the backseat. Uh, yeah, you know, you get a. You know, is that is that a thing? Like that serious level of a cab in, driver in a know. city like that, yeah. like Los Angeles and in New York, the lights are on a schedule. That'd be kind of nuts. You know, nuts. so like uh, th- when it comes to like where I, I'm a delivery driver, and I've been delivering in the same area for five years. Mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly how long it will take me to get from one place to another anywhere in our area. Okay. But it does have a three-minute window depending on lights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I could get held at every light for 30 seconds for sure. Um, okay. the, the lights are yeah. not consistent. So, like, I, mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that if the, if the lights were on a schedule, I would be able to figure that out a yeah. little bit better. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about that. If like, if 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 there are like professional level cab drivers, which I'd assume, you know, I mean, when you're doing that all all day every day, uh, I'd say you get pretty good at it. And yeah. then like the thought, like the uh, the married couple that was just arguing in his backseat, like at mm-hmm. the beginning, like it's cr- it's a crazy thought to me that like just they're having that conversation with a stranger, like in the front seat hearing every single word and it's like they're that comfortable like it's like that's crazy to me but i guess like anyone that is in a city or that that does that all the time like that's probably nothing to you know that's just Mm -hmm. like it's nothing because they're surrounded by millions of people um which is just mind-boggling yeah Um, no i it's that's a common theme with uh stories about taxi drivers and stuff like that like obviously taxi driver um yeah yeah. Max um obviously doesn't internalize the treatment of him as sort of a non-being just like kind of just being there to service them 
he he doesn't internalize that in any meaningful way in terms of like, well, I'm going to take this out on society like Travis Bickle or anything. He probably does internalize it to a degree and which is why he doesn't elevate. He doesn't feel good enough to go for what he actually wants. He doesn't like that sort of thing, but not like, oh, I'm going to do violence. Um, and, and then there's a, uh, isn't there like one of the first episodes of Sherlock where the killer is the taxi driver? And they think it's whoever was riding in his taxi. Yeah. And it's because he knows all the roads. Oh, he knows everywhere to go. He knows all the stuff. God. Nobody's ever seen him. Yes. Um, I think it's even the guy that offers like the two little pill bottles. Yes, same guy. One's, same guy. one's the, the poison, one's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's him. And it was the cab driver. Wow. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's perfect. Uh, it's a perfect, like, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's for real, you know, if it happens in real life or not a lot, but. But as far as movies and television goes, it's it's per- like perfect. It's a perfect, it's a perfect crime way. device, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just it just works. Uh, in in movie format, yeah. I mean, I, I I said it earlier. Like, I loved the format of you know action cab ride talk just for a while, and and like and their conversations were not just filler. Like, it's crazy the conversations they had in the like in the cab like you would think mm. the scenes are like easily the action sequences but like it's it's crazy how like just a conversation is in a, in in a cab might actually be the best scene in the entire movie no yeah well that's where one of my that's where my favorite scene happens it's uh mm. i can't remember which i think it's after the fourth kill before annie mm-hmm. um where he you know, they have the conversation that Vincent drops the line, you know, that's the why, but it's not the reason. There is no yeah. reason, oh, you know, yeah. that whole thing. And then Max ultimately turns the tables on him, realizes he actually has most of the control, given that he is in the driver's seat, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that whole that whole sequence is incredible. Um, oh. I, I, I love that sequence. And uh, I believe that's the cab ride immediately after because you know there are four cab rides there's yeah the one no, on your way to the first yeah. the one on you're the way to the right. second you know like uh after the crash he's running to annie he's yeah like, that's all that happens after he's that literally just booking it there and and then how does he re- oh it's because the computer's still in the in the cab and he sees mm. her name and then he's like oh fuck uh that's right um, and what a great great storytelling mm-hmm. loop there to have it all come back to her. We're slowly getting mm-hmm. these bits and pieces about yeah. how they're witnesses and how they're this and how they're that. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, you think back to Annie being like, uh, you know, every, like every day, this is what I do and this is how I am. And this mm-hmm. is my routine and everything. And he's like, so you love your job, but not today. Yeah. You know, and it's like, Oh, both of them are going to feel that all of them are going to feel that by the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vince, he was like, uh, I, I didn't sign up for this. This is not my job. And Vince is like, yeah, it is today. Like, this yeah. is your job today. Um, and if you're lucky, you'll make Take it out. Take comfort in the idea that you never had a choice. Oh, that my was God. One of my the, lines. the amount of times he was like, yeah, uh, I forgot when this was a negotiation or like when he was just, he just like, just reminded him, uh, you know, who, who had the power in the situation. Uh, that he was just ready to do anything at any moment. Man, he had he had a lot of those lines. Um, yeah, Tom Cruise was just oh my god. Um, I have, I think this is my favorite performance of his. Um, I I do yeah. like him 
in in the first Mission Impossible. It's the only other big thing. Like Top Gun is okay, but it doesn't touch this. Um, this I don't know. Uh, he does run. He does run in this. And goddamn, like a Tom Cruise sprinting too. Ooh, I don't know. It was clean. the The silver hair at first was a little jarring. Uh, not gonna lie, like it was just a little weird or hard to get used to. Um, at first, but then I don't know. It, it disappeared. Like I, Jamie Foxx and, and Tom Cruise disappeared into the in like in the movie, and they they were they were just their characters, uh, which is is crazy to do with with those two humans. Like they're they're so much like them. Um, and almost like um, I don't know. I, I can never like get past it. Like oh, that's that's just Tom Cruise, and that is just Jamie mm-hmm. Fox. Uh, but I was I was so into the movie that I it I, I was not thinking that at all. I was just on the edge of my seat, just like hold like right, right. kind of along the ride with him. Um, and yeah, that's uh, yeah. I uh, I do I particularly love Tom Cruise in this role, and not to say that I don't like Jamie Foxx in this role. I do. I think he's I think he's very good at playing Max. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that the role he plays as Max is it has a little bit more of an everyman thing, which is the point, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like it, it is the point that anybody could be max. And mm-hmm. therein, I don't think he had to, uh, reach a certain, like, I, I, I don't know how to undersell. I, I don't want to undersell his performance at all because yeah, like, like, this isn't still, easy. You know, still, it's still, yeah, still no, incre- it's... he got nominated for an Oscar for this. Really? Yes, okay, he got nominated yeah, they, for a supporting supporting actor Oscar. Yeah, um, it's and that's that's exactly what it is. It's it's very support. Like the the main role is Tom Cruise as Vincent. Like it's just it's just as it's just kind of clear. But like Jamie Foxx, like I'm thinking of the scene when he's um having to act as Vincent, uh, and he's you know seemingly. Mm-hmm nervous at first and you know and then and then he's like all right i gotta fucking get it together he's like wait i've had him in my fucking cab all night i'll just say shit he's been saying exactly and like he's he's already good at bullshitting you know i guess you know he he lies to his mom i guess you know all the time and like maybe that's the idea like he's he's just this is he's just a good talker you know i mean he he's a cab driver he talks i would assume people probably talk you know, it's not only silent, silent rides, you know, every single time. Right. Um, probably talk to a, a lot of crazy people. What's he uh, say he's been doing it for 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. Because um, I remember uh, Vincent being like, 12 years isn't temporary, Max. You know, uh, like you, you, you have everything you need. Why haven't you done it? Like, this is not, this isn't temporary. You got to, mm-hmm. uh, got to keep going. So, yeah, it was. Yeah, 12. I believe. I think so. My memory yeah, is... No, I, uh, I, uh, I do enjoy this movie a great deal. And I, uh, something that I will grant you uh, a bit. Because we're not far off enjoyment-wise. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure Fire 10. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. Okay. Um, Okay. Not far off. Like I, we're talking less than a point. Like nine something. Mm-hmm. I love. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's um and and this isn't exactly important, but it was my second viewing of the movie. And you know it was my second viewing of Heat 
It was my second viewing of of several things that we've given tens. Mm-hmm. My first viewing, I would have I would have agreed. I was there. I was like, this is this is a ten. My second viewing, I'm not I'm not quite as there. I thought it was, and, and maybe that's because I've gotten a wider view of man's filmography and the things that I I enjoy with him, um, with him at the helm. Mm. Um, but yeah, this just, uh, it's not quite that for me. I will say I love, I love it. I I do love it. We're we're talking, we're talking the the difference of half a point or, or or, uh, three quarters of a point. Like that's, that's what we're talking here. It's not, it's not like I'm like, this is an eight. No, like it's a nine something for me. I I think this, this, it, it just goes to show me how, like how different Michael Mann can be and how different he he doesn't have to have a type of movie. There isn't like a type of movie he makes. Like Heat is is kind of just all action. It's it's three hours of holy shit. I mean, great character work there too. But um, it's I don't know. It's just that's just it's made incredibly. That's what keeps you in it. Like it's it's just an incredible movie all around. Uh, that it's kind of an anomaly. Um, not gonna lie. Um. But but then like the insider where there isn't all of that action and the story is just so good that it's care like that's almost what's carrying it. But then you also have um, Al Pacino, you know, some great performances um, to to back that up as well. And then this movie, I feel like it's it's kind of this blend of the two where like the story is is not is not going to carry the movie on its own, but it does give you this um, other part where like the action is already there and it can that's what can carry the movie but then the story it gives you some more to think about you're like wow there is this crazy coincidence going on right now like and and there are these informants and 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 all of this this case that's being built and it's making more sense like there is a larger thing happening here this isn't just senseless killings um this is you know very premeditated like we need this done um and and i don't know it it yeah i kind of i i I like the the blend of that, and and then you have just Tom Cruise. I, I don't know. I mean, that's I've, that's I've, fascinating. You know, like when when you talk about Heat and Insider, you feel like you're blending those elements and kind of, um, maybe not quality wise elevating on them, but they they. Mm. I feel like it. And again, I don't want to dismiss this movie. I think this is an easier movie mm-hmm. than Insider. Oh and yeah. Heat. Oh yeah. What one hundred percent? It's way easier to make this. Like this is this is if I want to turn off my brain and just enjoy, like just you know, not not have to think you know too deeply or like the insider. That's a that's a true story that happened. You know, this is like uh, obviously some things are dramatized, but but like this is this is like history almost. And and heat. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I guess. It's a lot just going on there, um, mm. a lot of different moving parts. But this is – we have five targets. Take me from one to the next. It's just like – it's almost like uh, clockwork television. I like a – just like I'm I'm slowly checking in at all these great checkpoints. But in mm-hmm. between um, – in between them, I'm still, I'm still enjoying every second of it. Uh, so I, I, it was just like two hours, it, and it was a fast. Like it just zoomed. Yeah, it's a, it's um, a quick me. one, and the uh, editing is fucking phenomenal in this mm, movie. It also, those were the two Oscar nominations: mm, was Jamie Foxx supporting role okay. and the editing. Um, man, and it deserved one, every bit of that. 
one mistake editing, I think. Um, and I was like, oh man, I thought they were going to do it. I thought they were doing this. There were, um, Vincent and Max show up to the hospital to, to visit his mom, and Mark Ruffalo's character gets in the elevator with them. And, and then Vincent and Max get off on their floor, and then the camera sticks with Mark Ruffalo as he goes up to like, or down to the morgue. I don't know mm-hmm. if he goes up or down. I'm assuming down for a morgue, but I think he yeah. went up. Um, I think they hit like three and five. I don't know. Anyway, um, but like I thought, I thought it was gonna stick with Mark Ruffalo and see whatever he was doing in the morgue. But it cuts back to um, Max and Vincent with his mom, and then goes to Mark Ruffalo in the morgue afterwards. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I thought it was it. It would have been a, a very seamless transition there, um, just to to keep him going, but. But uh, I, I don't want to make that seem that I like I hated the editing because it was. Oh like, yeah, no, no, no. The rest of it is literally like incredible. Like I was just like, no, oh, just a, that's, a little that's tiny part of what builds that tension. Yeah. You know, is the editing it is, and that's part of what makes that pacing fly by. That's what makes these two hours mm-hmm. just zoom. Is the editing? It's a, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's a well written film to be sure. Stuart Beatty has done a lot of excellent work. Most recently, you mm-hmm. would have seen his name attached to four of the six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi um, last year. Okay, um, yeah. So that. that's something that obviously okay. me and you like a great deal. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and then it, furthermore, the uh, the directors of photography, we have two here, uh, Paul Cameron and, uh, oh, what's the, what's the other gentleman's name? Uh, it's... Uh, I feel bad because I definitely don't want to say it wrong because if I do it, it's it's an easy one to say that sounds like a cartoon mm. character. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, here. Um, Paul Cameron and Dion Beeb. It's B-E-E-B-E. Beeb. Dion um, Beeb. Dion Beeb. I was going to go Debo Beeb. Um, <laughs> Debo Beeb. That Debo does Beeb. sound like a cartoon character. Yeah, you know, okay, so like Dion Beeb. Right. Uh, but Paul Cameron... Director of photography for this also was the director of photography for season one, episode one of Westworld, which, you know, we love. I was the director of photography for all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, uh, Man on Fire, big 2004 for Mm. Paul Cameron. But then Dion Beeb, this will not be his last movie for us as director of photography, even this year, Um, Mm. as he was also the director of photography for Green Lantern. So we'll we'll cap off the year. With uh, the the visual Um, masterpiece of Green Lantern. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, is he in charge of like compositing there? Um, is that him or is that a different person? Um, what like cinematography are they in charge of like knowing what the VFX will look like and then like is that like them or is that they're not in charge of knowing what they will look like? They are responsible for doing the best they can at the time of what they initially conceptualize okay. the visual effects to look like. I see. Um, yeah. Now, the problem with Green Lantern is that they didn't have a plan for what the visual effects were going to look like, so everything is front lit, everything looks like shit, yeah. and then the VFX yeah, fix all the way in front. Yeah. yeah. Um, fix it in post. He was also the director of photography for The Little Mermaid earlier this year, which is a better looking movie than Green Lantern. But uh Okay. Another not the crossover. Only crossover. Little, yeah. I like that. 
Um, cause there, there is one of my scene contenders there. Um, I have, I have a couple scenes actually, and I, I didn't know exactly where I'd land, but, uh, yeah, no, this, um, this back and forth here, uh, was, was incredible. The, the, like, I don't know, I've never heard this, like, uh, evil Peter Santa. Um, yeah, I've never heard this story before. Um, like the, the naughty list, just killer. Black Peter. A, Oh my god, is this, dude, is this what like parents threaten their kids with? Like, uh, can you imagine seeing that little toy donkey or whatever? Was that the idea that like on your window and then, it, you know, if you weren't good, then like, like that was basically like his sign of like, I'll come back or something yeah. like that. Like, oh my god, like that's like, that is fear mongering little kids to pray so hard. Like, it's like, yeah, if you didn't pray, if you didn't say your prayers, if you weren't good. If, like if you weren't a good boy, you're gonna disappear. And if this little donkey, yeah, it's one of the it's window, one of the better things about the American uh, tradition is like if you're not good, you just won't get toys. You know, there's no there's no evil guy who's gonna come out and kill like, you. What, basically, what what says Christmas spirit? Like you might die if you're not good. <laughs> you might disappear forever. And if that toy donkey ever appears on your window. Watch out! Like you're getting yeah. close. Like, no, Javier Bardem was so good in that scene. I mm. love Har- Javier Bardem. Oh one, one of my favorite yeah. actors working, and uh, mm-hmm. you know Anton Shiger, uh, uh from No Country of Old Men, No Country for Old Men, and then uh, King Triton in this year's Little yeah. Mermaid. Man, um, the range that yeah, he's. I don't know. He was incredible. I I didn't I didn't pick it up for, on on the first watch. Um, I knew I, I I recognized him from somewhere, but I didn't pinpoint what it was. Um, and then on I was watching the scene again, and I was like, "Oh man, that's freaking King Triton!" And then you text me that it's also yeah that he was also in No Country for Old Men, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that dude has just absolute range!" Like just in I don't know, I would have never thought that that was him in No Country for Old Men, and like it doesn't even look like he he it's a completely different look. That he like just holds with his face almost. Yeah. Like it's no, yeah, it's like there's a, there's the dude uh, is incredible. He's he, to me also. I think he's a. I love I love this other gentleman as well. But I think that this gentleman is like Javier Bardem. I think is one of the best actors alive. Um, mm. so anybody by comparison is a lesser actor. Um, pretty much. But I I always look at him as like the Spanish, uh, or I I guess I should say Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like the white. Uh, Javier Bardem. Uh, mm. you'll remember Jeffrey Dean Morgan from, uh, The Watchmen we watched earlier this year, The Comedian. And, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. there, oh, there are okay. a lot of movies I'll be watching with one of them in it. And I'll be like, is that Javier Bardem or is that Jeffrey Dean Morgan? And they I have a tough time. Brothers. Holy yeah. shit. Look. Yeah. Wow. Now that you say that, holy fuck. They could. They could definitely be brothers. Yeah, they they um, they could pass for for some sort of relation there, but uh, oh, every, and it, so that's just a a little aside about yeah. something with Javier Bardem for me is that everyone like when I was watching The Little Mermaid earlier this year, mm. it's when they open their mouth that you can tell the difference. Like Javier Bardem has mm. a very distinct, deep, and like a really deep voice, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan does as well, but it has a little bit more of like a southern country twang to it. Um, yeah. Where uh, Javier Bardem has just like a, a really deep, verbose mm-hmm. voice there. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I love that scene. That's one of my favorites. It's also one of my favorite photograph sequences in the movie. Um, like the blue neon lighting, yeah. basically, yeah. and, uh, the way that Jamie Foxx and him are illuminated by an obvious warm front glow from like a lamp. Um, yeah. and they contrast really, really strongly with the background. It's super satisfying. And one, one of the only sequences in this movie that I think you can say something about the Wes Anderson inspiration sort of stuff. Mm. Um, because a lot of filmmakers, I feel like don't do this, but like the perfect profile, you know, like often you can see a little bit of the other side of the face or, or something like yeah. that. It's a, it is a perfect profile of Jamie Foxx. Like it is, it is straight mm. up half of his face wow. that is showing for a lot of that scene. Um, and that's very meticulous staging, very meticulous camera placement. Like that's, that is extremely specific to achieve mm. that effect, you know? Um, okay. And yeah. it's, it's so satisfying. I loved and that. Scene. I didn't pick up on the, the camera work there on that scene. I was just, uh, I was just engrossed in the, the dialogue there. That was like, mm. um, my, my kind of, kind of focus there. But yeah, that's just the, the tension there too was, was crazy, but. I don't know. I think I think I do prefer the uh, the jazz club scene actually more. Um, I mean, first of all, you get you get some nice jazz music just to chill out. You know, it's, it's kind of like, all right, you, we've been through some killing. Uh, I know it's a rough night. Uh, let's just go chill out. I'll buy you a drink. Uh, let's you know listen to some jazz. He doesn't know that they're there to kill that guy. You know, whatever. Uh, so it is, I guess, like a little break for Max, but. It turns into this kind of, um, too, like, he's been in the game or something, you know, and he's been, or been out of the game, um, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm not going back, um, and this is kind of like, hey, I'll give you one chance to disappear, uh, doesn't, doesn't seem like that was ever an option, um, but, but man, like this, I don't know how, how at first it, it did just seem like it was a, a genuine conversation of, of a jazz interest, but I mean, you can, I, I just assume Vincent was just playing the role here, you know, like, uh, it seemed that he, he knew his stuff about whatever no, musician uh, the dude, they were the talking like about. Jazz. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe he does just, just actually, like, I, I, I yeah. like you said, he doesn't know his targets prior to getting to the city, basically. Yeah. You know, I don't think he studied up on jazz just for this. I take, yeah, I have the impression okay. Vincent yeah. enjoyed himself some jazz. Because, um, did, like, cause he said he, you know, he went, he went to this music school, whatever, but then after he, you know, puts him down, he's like, no, he was mentored by this person. By Charlie Parker. For, yeah. for three years. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, but then later on, doesn't, doesn't, uh, Max come out and say like, he got it right. Why'd you kill him or whatever? Um, yeah, like it's a, he says, uh, he, he says, say he got it right. Like the version of the answer he wanted. And that's the thing is that like this dude wasn't making it out of that interaction. Yeah, that's true. He was right. The dude did get trained at Juilliard for a year, for a year. And yes, he dropped out. But if he had said, he trained at Juilliard for a year and then mentored under Charlie Parker for three years. He, he'd have yeah, killed like, him. And, like he never stopped learning. I, when, I when think he, you know, part like, of me was like, maybe he wasn't done. Like maybe he was just telling the whole history of his, <laughs> of, you know, maybe the, the dude wasn't done talking, but then it, it hit me that like, maybe, uh, 
you know, this is Vincent's way of doing this guy a favor for for having his last thoughts be about someone who he like cares about deep. Like this was this was like his most fond memory ever, like playing with him. Uh, yeah. you know, so he gets him to talk about that and he gets him to to talk about his hero's, you know, backstory, whatever. Maybe he's just thinking of of his hero, whatever, and that's his last, you know, memory um, or something. Uh, because he, it did seem like it was, that was the most emotional kill out of all of them, it seemed like. Uh, it felt like it was, you know, a uh, respect. When he, when he sets his head down and he's like, no, and, like it, it was it was Charlie Parker and he mentored under him for three years. There's like, yeah, again, like, I don't think it's in the writing. Like, I think it's in Tom Cruise's performance of it that's just like, yeah. There's he slides his hand over regret. like his face. I don't know, like like the the like perfect like laying the body. Like I don't know, like it was it was very meticulous how he left him. Like he he caught his head or something and like laid his head down and then put his hand slowly over his face. Um, and I don't know, it was very like um, just I don't know, like I guess. A respect like that's a a coworker that you never kind of like in the killer whenever he's sitting down with Tilda Swinton um, in the restaurant right, right. Um, and and he knows you know what what this will how it will end and she knows as well. Um, no, yeah, I think but, he just he just respected him more than he respected a lot of the other people. He yeah, did, you know. Um, yeah, and there's also the fact that I think that that meticulous placement of him is so when that girl comes back, she thinks this dude passed out drinking. Mm, oh okay um, oh and no one will notice yeah no one will notice, no one will notice. Uh, it goes Holy on with that yeah that's fair um, that is fair because he keeps checking um, the door to see if she's coming back and he knows she will um and obviously that's not a be all end all oh she'll just take a glance and yeah. leave like you no know, you you come to a realization eventually like yeah, oh they're like, oh, oh, exiting this guy's yeah. head um <laughs> yeah and probably blood dripping uh eventually yeah um, but yeah. yeah, like it's a. I love that scene, dude. And the that's switch up one too, um, of like when he mentions oh, the employers, you know, friends and you know wherever and wherever. Like that's like I don't. Oh, that is that is that what it is? Like he knows the. Okay, I thought I'm it was like, yeah, like so the, he says this guy and this guy. I can't remember who, what their names are specifically. And he goes, "Oh, you know, blank I and think, blank." I think it was two countries or something like like locations uh, that he mentioned. It seemed like that he was saying. Oh, I thought it was a first um, and last like name. you know friends in. I think it was you know friends in blank and blank like friends that are located maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I was trying to figure that out because it seemed that it was some like internal killer lingo, um, but then that would mean that there's like some weird like yeah i i it would make much more sense if if it was just related to the case or um the crime ring that they're in um oh yeah they are places cool yukon and bogota yeah um and they're in la right or mm -hmm. vegas or is it la they're in la um, yeah. yeah lax yeah that's right so like yeah what i don't know what is is that like um some secret like I don't know. Like what 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 did I think he's been out of the game for a while. What what, what does he mean out of the game? Like was he a, another killer like Vincent and he's no longer? 
I'm, I, um, I don't think that's. The, I don't or, think we're dealing with like. I think he was a member of like the drug cartel thing that's going on. Like he helped mm-hmm. sell them. He helped do something because okay. I think if he's a killer, this dude didn't go to jail and then get out of jail. Um, oh, okay. I don't think there. I don't think the respect level is a genuine yeah. like. You were in the same profession as I am. Mm. I take it that maybe out of the back door of his club, he he sold for a while, and then, or he distributed, and then he went away. He cut a deal. They know he cut a deal. That's that. Um, I see. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was wondering what that that line was because it made it seem that there was some connection between them or something. Like this was. It didn't seem that it was. I don't know. I couldn't find the connection between the the those names and or countries if they're if they're countries they're or cities, cities. yes yeah, um, cities um, Culiacan is the city in Mexico and Bogota is the capital of Colombia um maybe that's yeah maybe just whatever drugs they're selling that's yeah where they get them from I don't know mm-hmm. if that's maybe that's that's just their supplier and he maybe knows that yeah maybe Maybe they are the supplier. Maybe that that's who hired him. No, to yeah. I mean, like whoever hired yeah. him clearly doesn't want these dudes to wit- be witnesses in this yeah. case. So, like, it's it's clearly someone who doesn't want uh, doesn't want them learning anything. What's more the about their case? Operation. Do we know like who was being like what was it? Just like a a Rico Kate, you know, they're trying to get the whole, the whole shebang operation down at once. Are they going like, what's the, like th- this was building to a big case, right? Like these were pretty big mm-hmm. witnesses. Yeah, and these the were witnesses were in a like, ADA prosecution, mm-hmm. um, against somebody. I don't think that, and maybe that's just the thing. Maybe they were building the case. Maybe this mm-hmm. hadn't gone to trial. They were just building it mm-hmm. and building it. Um, and, and that's just that, you know, I don't think that it's necessarily like, uh, maybe they were preparing to file charges against somebody given the witnessing, the witnesses testimony or, uh, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah I'm not was, sure who was in this at the very beginning, who handed him the bag. Wasn't it like actually, Jason's uh, yeah. Um, uh, what, like, what is, what that's like. Uh, that was kind of crazy. I was like, "Wait a minute, is he in this movie?" I'm like, "Is are we gonna see more of him?" Um, but that was it. Um, that just just a little little bag handoff. Um, which there's is... a wonderful theory that he's uh playing his character from the transporter. Um, the transporter. Frank Martin, played by Jason Statham, transports packages for unknown clients. And is asked to move a package that soon begins moving and complications arise. Um, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Weird connected. Yeah, it came out in 2002. That's kind of funny. This is like the the weird sequel to The Transporter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like that. I'd say, I'd say this movie's probably a little bit better if I had to assume. Oh my god. Yeah, I just saw him deflect a rocket launcher missile with a silver like platter like uh the like uh 
TC, I don't know, like no, yeah, the transporter is a much more generally like it's it's an action it's an actions action movie, you know. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, this one I, is this... is a tad more cerebral. Um, yeah, this is very taken very seriously. Like this is this is very uh, no, like there's jokes, but it's not not uh, a Jason Statham or like a a Kevin Hart joke, you know, or like mm-hmm. a, like that type of movie. This is the the humor that's in here is very dark. Um, it's it's like oh, um, you swear you won't tell anybody, Max. Or whatever, yeah. like yeah, just take the cab, and it's like get get in the fucking cab. Or no, whatever. yeah, and you know, I don't traditionally view Jason St- Jason Statham's a fascinating actor too, because I mean, he found his fucking lane and he stayed the fuck in it. Um, the bro, mm-hmm. the the guy's an action hero. That is, that yeah. is his whole bag. Um, yeah, and that that transporter movie was directed by Louis Leterrier, who also did uh, um, The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Okay. Um, he also did Now You See Me. With Jesse Eisenberg and uh, all them, so like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh okay. it's probably got a little bit more, a little bit more credence than we're granting it here. But uh, okay. and I've heard, I've heard great things about it. But uh, regardless, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a funny little tidbit that that's essentially like I'm, I'm fairly certain they're heavily implying that that's that's who that is, you know, and I think that's hysterical. Um. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, just because like that's what he does in this movie is he transports an un an object to an unknown client, and that's all that happens with him. Um, damn, that was one of my favorite books that I've ever read in school. Oh, it was like I think it was called The Runner, maybe something like that. Um, I don't know that 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 was a weird memory. Um, that you that you're kind of I think that's what it was called. No, that doesn't seem right. Uh, this guy would get packages. He had no idea what was in them, um, and at first it was just one, and he had to store it somewhere, take it to a specific place, and then the, mm. there was a lot of them. Eventually, and he was never allowed to open them, and it got to a point where he had to store so many that he had to take them home, uh, and, and home was a boat. Uh, they lived in a port, and eventually there there were bombs in the packages, and the boat went kaboom. So, like, it was, it was a very, I don't know, a kind of a, a crazy sequence of events. Oh my god, that's gonna bug me if I don't, uh, if I don't figure out the title of that book. But that'll probably have to happen at some other point. Yeah, probably um, because yeah, it's not not popping up. Um, but, let's do uh, let's do shot though. What was your favorite shot in the movie? Mm, I uh, this it was whenever um, Vincent is up in An- Annie's office, um, and he's I think it's he gets like behind her desk and he's doing something on her desk and and uh the camera's kind of high up so it shows him and then max um on top of the roof in the parking garage behind him and like the focus pulls from from vincent to max um and it was it was kind of in in one shot it was like a like a transition kind of shot um from in the office looking at at you know, Tom. I mean, it was very kind of. No, I know exactly what you're talking camera. about. That's um, a it's yeah. a very common visual language in this movie is that mm-hmm. uh, that change of the focal length, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the shot, like it it zooms out of focus on Tom Cruise onto Jamie Foxx yeah. on top of the parking garage, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a very very strong shot. There's there's a couple examples of that, and that one's the most. 
uh, mm. satisfying on like a grand on yeah. a grander scale. But like uh, even in the initial conversation between Max and Annie, one of the things that mm. really stands out about Michael Mann as a director is his willingness to have long takes and allow his actors to act, and we're not yeah. cutting it, editing it over, like over editing it, and all it's doing is. is changing the focal length to zoom in on Annie mm. and blur out Jamie Foxx. And then when Jamie Foxx speaks, it, it blurs out Annie and has Jamie Foxx speaks and it. Just, yeah. it keeps doing that. And that's, uh, that's extremely cool and not easy. You know, like that's, that's, that's meticulous. That's very particular. And I think that that's, it's, it's a wonderful visual cue and it's a wonderful visual choice. Um, and that my shot comes in the same part of the movie. Um, something that really stood out about this movie. That's a real strong suit of it is that, uh, this movie is shot like 80% digitally. There's not much of it was shot on film. Um, Oh, okay. I was, uh, I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean digitally here? I was like, is, is, are they, are they doing some crazy green screens here that look very, no, weird? no, no. Like just, just, just not a film like camera. camera. Yeah. Camera. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, it's uh it's, it's 80% digital camera. And, the reason mm. is that it's susceptible. Digital cameras are much more susceptible to dark settings. Um, mm. So you don't okay. have to be as like mm-hmm. the only, like one of the only sequences that's lit uh, that's shot on film is the stuff in the clubs whenever it is super bright lighting and there is a lot going on and because that can overwhelm a digital camera. And you yeah. can notice that even on your fucking phone. Like it's obviously not the same type of camera, but Whenever you shoot something dark, it brightens it up basically automatically. Um, but mm. nevertheless, mine was one of it was one of the darkest shots in the entire movie in terms of lighting. Um, and it's Vincent walking through the office against the blurred out city lights in the background. Um, mm. And he is just a he is just a silhouette that you can barely make out as a silhouette because it's so dark. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, but it's just so fucking cool. I love that shot. Um, Man. and then hey. there's another shot with him, like walking against the window and you see, you see like his reflection right across from him and like, yes, sort of yes. the duality thing that they, that Michael Mann likes to harp on and everybody it's, it's mm-hmm. really satisfying. So and his I had a few contenders, but I went with one. His scale of cities too is always good. Like, uh, he loves his horizon shot. There wasn't, yeah. wasn't a, uh, you know, uh, two guys standing looking at a horizon here. I don't think mm-hmm. I didn't catch one. Um, unless there was, I don't know. Not um, so plainly, not like De Niro and heat or anything like yeah. that. But, uh, um, we got, uh, we got something a little similar in the visual language of heat where, I don't know if you'll recall the sequence where Robert De Niro is driving his lady up the hill and we kind of, uh, we kind of stick with them and we see the city lights pass in the background. We do the same exact thing with Tom Cruise and Annie at different points in the movie with Jamie Foxx mm. driving the taxi. Um, okay. There was, there was an overhead shot of the city that was fucking crazy. Like at night, just like the, Mm. The headlights moving and the the lights of the city all lit up. It was gorgeous. Like, uh, it's, it's a pretty fucking movie, you know? And, uh, like there's, there's a, there's a lot to like here. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of this movie and, uh, I, I do, I do love it, you know? And it's crazy 
that I, I love this movie as much as I do, and it's it's comfortably third for me in my Michael Mann mm. ranking. Okay, yeah, I think. I mean, Heat Heat is is pretty tough to beat. Um, that movie's just kind of incredible all around. Um, but in enjoyment wise, this one, um, I was like, it was the same level, at, like coming out of Heat. I was like, holy shit, that was that was an all time movie movie there. Um, and, and I, I recognize, yeah, it's not, it's not made as well. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's performed, I think every bit as well. Like the, I mean, the actors do as much as they could, but like you have a whole extra hour with heat that mm-hmm. we get to sit with these people and, and see them act and, and, uh, a lot of different story elements there too. Yeah. Um, I, I, on, I can so. agree that it is acted um, extremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Tom Cruise, man, that he he looks good running. He looks good. Yeah, he's like just talk about another action star. Yeah, he's I don't know. He's mm-hmm. he's built whatever. I mean, man, and of course, like two just weird people. Um, yeah, two like, really uh, really and, and, you know in the movie yeah, generally we, we, bad people. Yeah, yeah, we got. Uh, it's just like uh, that. That is kind of weird. Uh, you know, to go back to, um, but man, when they act, they. They can do it well. It, 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 I I think I've just come to the conclusion that like you you can't be the most normal person if you're an actor. Like you got to be able to put on <laughs> a different face. You know that that is a weird profession. It is not normal. No, yeah, uh, and the and the thing that always really makes it even worse is whenever someone is just just a normal fucking guy and is yeah. extremely good at what they do and then you're yeah. like oh you so know, you didn't have to do all that huh yeah they, they um, there are there there are people out there that are, are just good normal people that mm-hmm. go to act and and come home and and they are normal but it, it seems very rare that doesn't seem mm-hmm. very like it doesn't seem often. like the norm in hollywood um, anyway and you mm-hmm. get you know there's a, there's a whole other level to that too where it's like money how it changes you and how it warps your perception of reality. And if the, and the bigger you yeah. become, the, the more, the more distant from yeah. what normal people are is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a whole, and Tom Cruise, I think that dude hasn't said a thing in 20 years that isn't meticulously drafted by a PR firm, you know? Um, yeah. I don't think he's lived his own life for the, for the last, like a long years. fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird concept uh, to to have to think that, like, even probably the clothes that he wears is is picked out by someone uh, for some things. And it's like, that's just weird that there's, like, a person that that's their job to pick out what Tom Cruise wears. Tom Cruise is going to wear that. uh, Yeah, no, like, he's one of the most interesting figures in the history of Hollywood whose legacy is going to be just fascinating to look back on one day um because the dude's done uh, incredible stuff for the movie industry and he's also been the biggest fucking weirdo of (laughs) all time at at other points um he's not really aging which is also weird uh he's 61 years old um he's got a lot of he's gotten a lot of work done um yeah, you can really see it in like Mission Impossible Seven. Oh, you can. Uh, is it is it the oh, start yeah. happening? Is it starting? Um, well, I mean, like you can tell that he's uh, an older man who is a lot of money, mm. you know, and has been able to prevent 
aging in a naturals in a, in a natural way mm. by getting surgical work done. Um, yeah. Yeah, his, his skin's like, definitely been tightened. Um, you know, he's gotten the, yeah. pull, the peel back there. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he's, he's got some secret shit going on. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's how he's all into the Scientology bag. They give him, I don't know, some weird. There's going to be uh, the, the, some, I don't it'll know. It'll be years. It'll be years and years from now. But whenever the man is gone, mm. we will learn things about Tom Cruise and it will be <laughs> jarring. Yeah, you know, he, um, like ritual has done some rituals or something. I don't know, like Raz Al Ghul, he got in the got in the yeah, like, he's got in the, the, the Lazarus, Lazarus pit. pit. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's freaking leading the League of Shadows right now. Yeah. Uh, for all we know, and that's what Scientology is all about. You know that that blue building. <laughs> no, it's just it a bizarre pretty. group of people, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw I saw a tweet that said, uh, "Say what you want to say about Scientology, but there's some part of Wes Anderson that has to be obsessed with that building." Yeah, uh, the Scientology, Scientology headquarters. Building. Yeah, like yeah. like Wes Anderson has to like it a little bit. Yeah, you know, no, like, I mean it's a gorgeous building. Um, it's a beautiful it. fucking why building. Does it, why does it have Did to? Did you see the tweet so cool? that was like somebody who traveled to a certain place and was like, "I was I was like 14 and had no idea what the building was, but it was a beautiful blue building." So I took a bunch of pictures, <laughs> like aesthetic pictures in yeah, front oh, of yes. it. Yeah. Um, like uh, it's I, so funny, um, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Uh, horrendous history. Scientology, mm-hmm. uh, the Church of Scientology yeah. has anyway. Um, yeah. But man, they have, a, I guess, a cool building. Fuck. Um, yeah, to be a high-ranking member. Yeah, you've done. You've done some strange what shit. Does that mean? I'll tell you that. What does that have to mean? You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't really. What do you mean, high-ranking member? What What kind of religion has like? I know that like you know we have popes. And stuff and cardinals and and, or, and et cetera and, and Catholicism and shit mm-hmm. like that. Um, this one's probably just money. Uh, it's probably oh, it just is. like he's given 400%. us uh, millions of dollars. So uh, there, you know, uh, promotion. Good job. Um, Bizarre group of people, man. Bizarre group of people. And yeah, um, but but can't deny um, in him and this movie. Bro's got gave, talent. Gave him um, gave him the double nod. I thought it was you know it was it was pretty clear for her yep. character. Vincent Collateral, baby. Um, is that yeah? Is that actually his last name or is that <laughs> no? There's a there's say. a hilarious yeah. <laughs> hilarious story. It's a film Twitter thing that's been a nice end joke for probably about a year and a half, maybe two years. Where there's this account on Twitter called like All the Right Movies or something like that, and they. They used to do it a lot more, but they've done it a lot less because so many things they posted have been proven false. Um, okay. And so, uh, they would post like these making of threads and it was like stories from behind the scenes of a bunch of movies. And okay. they, they did one for collateral. And one of the things was that in a draft, in one of the drafts of the scripts, Vincent's last name was collateral. And everyone, like that was, that was like one of those things where everyone was like, that just cannot be true. You know, like there's, there's no fucking shot that that is the case. Um, yeah. no, yeah, no, like it's like I, he's Vincent is probably not even his real name. Yeah. Like, so like the name Vincent just was his name for tonight. Um, I'm pretty sure Jason Statham, like does, doesn't he say like, welcome to, um, well, maybe he does say Vincent. I don't know. I, maybe I got the idea that he was given that identity right then and there, and that's like that's what you will go by um, today. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he is actually Vincent. Um, maybe that is. I don't know. He's just that much of a ghost that it doesn't matter. 
Um, but I'm assuming if he's this much of a ghost and he, he cares about his anonymity, um, I don't think he goes by his real name. I don't know. Um, does he even have a real name anymore? Is he even on the books anymore? Probably not. He's probably just an actual freaking ghost. Uh, yeah, yeah, no that, paid sick leave. That um, story has created a meme where anytime, like, for example, someone could say, like, Hen- Henry Goodfella from, like, Goodfellas. Henry Goodfellas. Like, that's his, that's his last name now. Um, Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh man, Vincent Vincent, Vincent Collateral, Collateral is is the is the name we've given him there in the in the credits. But uh, there's that's just not his fucking name. So I thought that was hysterical. But uh, okay, yeah, good old good old Will Manhunter back from Manhunter. I love love yes the exactly exactly Will that Manhunter. Um ah and. Oh, who could forget Rupert King of Comedy? Um, yeah, of course. I, you know, of course. it doesn't really work there. I guess it, it, it does work better with one one word. Uh, you know, you had I, Neil Heat a couple weeks back. Neil Heat. Yes. Yeah. Sam um, Casino. Um, mm-hmm. Love me some Sam Casino. Yes. yes. And Barbie Barbie. Barbie um, Barbie is always good. Uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Um, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm glad that I'm in the in the know now yes, of Vincent yeah. Collateral. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, in one I, I knew I was going to be able to tell that story at some point. But in uh, one version of the script, his name was Vincent, Vincent Collateral. Collateral. Shut the like, fuck up. No, oh, that's man. not fucking true. What? You know, uh, the the entire point of the movie is just. <laughs> Yeah, I, Jamie Foxx literally refers to himself as as I'm just collateral damage at some point in the movie. Like that is the point of the movie. The point of the movie is not that Vincent's last name is secretly collateral. Yeah, if anything, um, uh, Vincent would say collateral is my middle name, or I don't yeah, know. Right, like, that would right. be a middle name more than more, more than, than a last, last name. name. Um, so yeah, and I feel bad if I'm crediting the wrong account there. I think it's all the right movies, but. It was actually discussed being film. Yeah, uh, discussing film. Yeah, yeah, or whatever, whatever the fake one is. Uh, it gets me every now and then, and I have to, I have to check for it the. It's the hysterical film. whenever you yeah. think it's discuss, it's discussing film, and it's actually discussing film. Uh, those are the <laughs> ones is. that really get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that is true. That is a little jarring when it goes the other way. Um, but yeah. Tom, uh, Vincent Collateral will will definitely get the the performance and character for this one. Yeah, and he he did get my line as well. Um, he had a, he had a bunch of them, but it was during your scene at the end uh, when he says, "There is no good reason, there is no bad reason to live or die." And Max asks him, "Well, then what are you?" And he says, "Indifferent." It was just uh, more of uh, the cap the capstone of the the scene that just happened like it was it's kind of all you know some summing up everything he was saying um it was just uh that was i i think my favorite conversation that was in the movie for sure so that's why i gave it the line uh for me and and yeah just just to see how he has to convince himself uh to do what he does right. um and to to even see it it kind of falter for him in the back of the cab there. Uh good on good on Tom Cruise if that's not part in the script uh to to you know falter there and seem kind of 
kind of you know taken back a little bit but still holding the cool and and all of it at the same time the balancing was was incredible uh so yeah a lot of a lot of cred to to tom on this one i i really really enjoyed his performance and and yeah, i mean right now i'd have to say uh, it's it's my favorite favorite from him uh but maybe i'll i'll get deeper into the the mission impossible uh franchise and and that that might change no, yeah. I mean, like, he's played a lot of good roles, man. I, I enjoy him in Top Gun Maverick specifically. I mean, he's good in Top Gun, but I've seen Maverick more recently. Uh, I think that that role actually has a lot. Like, the one thing I, lo- I love about this movie is that I think that a lot of the stuff that Heat was accused of in terms of having a loose sense of morality and, you know, uh, hyper violence just for violence i think that this one is slightly more guilty of but i do think there's a lot there's there's obviously a lot more philosophical discussion surrounding it um Mm -hmm. that i think uh kind of that kind of counters that uh one thing that i think this movie lacks that i think a few of his other movies has uh or have is uh and not lacks in total abundance but i just don't think it has quite as much heart as a couple of his other movies um oh yeah no no there's there's no real positive outlook or uh or happy heartwarming moments uh until i guess the very end and even then it's not like heartwarming it's just like oh he put his jacket around her shoulder and they're like walk you know he's we walking. survived yeah yeah it's like they just got out alive that's the only kind of feeling you get but uh and i i will agree yeah there's not a time where i'm i'm crying or tearing up um, so, I mean, yeah, there, as, as far as enjoyment is there, it, it, I, I mean, it is all from the thrill and all from the ride and, and action and, and, uh, and just not knowing what's, what's coming next. Like it, I mean, I will say like the, the first watch probably did help that a lot because I, I didn't know where it was going. I mean, I could put the pieces together that like someone was going to die at the next stop, but that was it. You know, it's like, uh, they're they're just headed to the next stop i and then when it when it slowly like the puzzle was was slowly being revealed um i don't know it was really cool to watch it all unfold uh and and yeah i I just i got everything that i should have out of it i it felt like um i was just i was taken back like i i told i told my my family uh that that we're probably gonna watch it here soon uh, because I know my dad, my dad's going to love this movie. Like this is big dad movie. Is, yeah. This feels like one, uh, for sure. But, but it also, I don't know. I was also saying that it, it's a pretty easy recommendation to, to anybody. True. Um, and, and I even, I even like, I, I told my mom, I was like, Hey, you know, I think, I think you'd actually even like this. Um, she, she's usually like, uh, she, she, uh, I told her like, what's like, uh, an average movie recommendation for you. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, if I were to say Mama Mia and my big fat Greek wedding, does that kind of sum it up? And she goes, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So like, that's kind of her movie. Uh, what, what she likes. You're um, like Greece. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, right there. Uh, so um, hairspray as well. Yeah. She likes, she likes the musicals. Uh, it looks like. Um, so, Oh, that's yeah. funny. I meant purely for Mamma Mia and my big. I didn't mean Greece the movie. I meant the country Greece. 
Oh, um, act, yeah, uh, she actually does enjoy the country. They did but also just go Greece there. the movie. Uh, they they were just in Greece not too long ago, actually. Oh, no it shit. was their their favorite stop uh, that they had. Yeah, um, but yeah, this. Um, I don't know. I I even think I I do think my even my mother could get behind this one. So a pretty mm-hmm. pretty open recommendation. I, I did recommend it to Timo, and I told I'm trying him, to love this movie. I'll yeah, that's I I wanted to see how how he'd react uh, to it and see if it is as as enjoyable as I think. I wanna I wanna I wanna get some get some more statistics on this because I I will I will definitely be rewatching it with my my family whenever we decide to um i think my brother and dad are already in i told them about it and they oh yeah they and were, I, again i don't want to i don't this isn't a negative point for any movie if a movie is this good and that enjoyable on a first watch that is the most mm-hmm. important thing yeah it, it is it, it is a better first watch than it is anything else there's not a, there's not a yeah. lot of gleaming stuff you missed Besides, Mm-mm. like the beginning where he sees Annie, yeah, you know that was like, like yeah. beyond yeah. that. I don't think there's much that you're like missing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah, not like, I, again. That's... I pieced together that that it, he walked out of the same building. Like it was it it was obvious that it was happening at the beginning, but like I didn't put it together that like he was going to be with him the rest oh, of the night. It, like it hit me. Yeah. Later on, they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, he did come out of like right where mm-hmm. Annie was, like uh, in like the middle of the movie somewhere." Um, but like, yeah, like that's not. It was. It's pretty surface level. Like there, there's not not much behind the scenes that's going on um, at yeah. all. We um, and no, I, I mean, it's, like it's it's a damn it's a damn good action movie. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites of its type of movie you know like it's 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 original enough to not be derivative of anything else particularly which i think is important um but it's not so but it's not so niche that it's like impossible to get into like there's The level of entry is pretty low here and i i I dig that that's a that's a good you can tell Um, people tom cruise and jamie fox um, and they're probably are going to be like, oh, okay, that, yeah, that has Jada Pinkett right? Smith, Mark um, Ruffalo, yeah, um, exactly, yeah. Like the the supporting cast is, I don't know, it it was good. Oh, mm-hmm. it was I swear who was the cop that uh that pulled him over and was like, you need to, this needs to be impounded. Why did, he looked familiar? That was the only other guy that looked familiar that I couldn't place uh, for some reason, but it could just be an extra. I have no idea. I was a uh, oh, he's got he's got lines. Traffic so. cop. Oh. Richard T. Jones, um, maybe Godzilla. Um, hmm. Super Eight. Nothing's ringing a bell. Maybe it's just Lucifer. <gasps> no way. Is that actually it? He's Joe Hansen. Joe Hansen and Lucifer. Interesting. That's what I thought. It Lucifer seemed right. I don't know the ne- a Netflix show, um, but it didn't. That I don't. Joe Hansen. That is definitely not him. Oh, no, it is. Okay, yeah, he's just I guess like a, a 
Yeah, just an extra that was also in Lucifer. Okay. Um, interesting. He was also a cop. Um, interesting. Just okay. puts off that vibe, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Well, there it is. Now I can sleep. But, um, no, this man, as far as Michael Mann goes, like, I am, uh, like, I love when he just goes all out action and, 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 uh, like, this is, you know, that, that's what carries this. Um, but I really love when he can intertwine a real good story in between there too, which is why I'm excited for Ferrari. Because I'm assuming that will be more of the story, more story focused, um, in Ferrari. Yeah, it seems um, much more biopic, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, insider uh, type thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm your, assuming the race will, will be there, but. Let's go ahead and rate this and then I have some questions about Ferrari next week, but, uh. Okay. Well, I'm. Let's, uh. I am there I at the ten, so I don't know how how you want to go about it. Um, that that is where I do stand. I'm comfortably there. If if heat was a ten, um, this I'm I'm on I'm on the same level um, as as a as a first watch, which I think is. You know, I, don't know. I mean, is. like that's that's important. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that. Like, I do see I'm only how on my experience yes. of a second viewing. Like, I that, do see how it how it could not be a ten on on first watch or on second on watch second because watch, a yeah. lot uh, there is a decent amount that does come from not knowing what what is coming. Yeah, and, no, and for being sure. along for the ride. But um, here's but, what I will say: we talked a little last night about insider versus this Mm -hmm. i'm not confident the only man movie that i am confident is a 10 is heat Mm -hmm. now what that means is that for me i would be willing to put both insider and collateral at 975. On a personal note, I can't elevate collateral above insider. On mm-hmm. uh, that's just me. That's just me. Um so whatever now, insider is whatever insider is is and if that means you that sum- if that means you sumaya 10 out of out of this I I will follow suit with Insider. Yeah, I, I mean I, I mean I'm I don't think hmm and I wonder how much that does weigh. Like if a movie is one and done, like I mean I think I mean I, I did I did go ahead and put this back on. Like I there no, yeah. wasn't I don't think it, I don't think it, it. matters. I, um, I think that like we're we're coming from different experiences with the movie. It was your first viewing. It was incredible and I I'm not far off, you know, like that, that speaks mm-hmm. to how good the movie is. Like I'm talking the difference of, I have this, I have that hesitation for me on a personal note. I'm only wagering the insider versus this, because I know you like this more than insider is the impression. I, if I mean, he, he, I'm with you there. He is like kind of the undoubtable number one. And, and then next, I mean, I, I'm kind of the same, like, they're, they seem on the same level, but if I had to absolutely pick one, I would probably go back to Collateral first over Insider. Yeah. 
Now, um, thing for me is that they're not the same. For me, it would go 10, 9, 7, 5, 9, 5. Heat, okay. insider, collateral. I'm negotiating that 975 from a place of, I know you want this be, to be a 10. Um, yeah, they're, they're all like, I think heat is the undoubtable 10 because it is all of the enjoyment. You have so much going on and then it's also just so well made that it like, it clicks it in for the shirt. It's the nail in the coffin. It's mm-hmm. like, it's the viewing experience. It's holy shit for how well it's just filmed and, and captured and performed. And then the story is also electric and the action's incredible. So it's like, yeah, that that's like a 10 no matter what. Yeah, and the, the only insider, reason, the only reason mm-hmm. I'm not lobby I'm I'm saying this is because frankly, if one of them's a 10, for me it makes the other like if if collateral is a 10, I feel the compulsion to make insider a 10 to match that. Our tens mm-hmm. up to this point are an extremely, extremely limited group. We've got okay. Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. We've got French Dispatch. We've got Oppenheimer. We've got Little Women. And we've got Killers of the Flower Moon. And then Heat. Six movies in the director's Okay. Point. Now. Okay. To preserve that tier. That's, that's my tier motivation. Should... That's like, I'm like, there's something different there, you know, like, uh, now, and here's the thing for the integrity of a Sumai, for the integrity of a Sumai, I, I will, I will let collateral. If you are going to sue my collateral, I will not sue my insider. I will leave that as a nine, seven, five, um, simply for the preservation of that the integrity of that slate um this is fair because no, i do I, I for me on a personal note there is a step down um i do you know i i in my own words i have been saying that he is the undoubtable it is undoubtable there is zero hesitation there is somewhat of a hesitation to put it on the same level as he like uh, collateral, and there is some hesitation to put the insider on the same level as Heat. Mm. Uh, so, in 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 that way, I I don't think it can. And our nine seven fives feel like a better tier for it. That's Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Asteroid City. Hey. Um, yeah, I mean those are uh, my num- very very high on my even top one hundred, uh, even yeah. just my uh, movies of all time. So yeah, I, I and this, I mean yeah, I mean I did put it. Um, at 13 on our list, I think on our, on my top 100, it, it would probably fall. It's still in, uh, probably in the top 20, uh, I'd say still. Um, somewhere in there for sure. But yeah, this, I think 975 is, is the more fair tier here. Um, and, and yeah, insider up, up to a 975. Um, was that already there? Or was that a 95 before? I, think, I believe, like, um, I can't remember, but it's at a nine seven five. Yes, I, I like this. This is heat is one, and these is this is two A and two B. Two A, two B. As far, okay as, as, far as I can be considered, um, they're they're different types of enjoyment, uh, completely. Yes. Uh, Something and, that, and this this is the point of our rating section is to be a little bit more collaborative. You know, uh, 
if sumai is is necessary you get very limited sumais that's this that's the true. thing is you, almost, you only get I a few of those it. i almost brought the knife back out i thought i was gonna have to do it but uh no i, th- I think this 975 is agreeable um 95 what would i mean i don't that did sound what would be the nine fives i just don't i don't think i'm that yeah, Barbie. Oh, I mean, yeah, a tenant. I mean, not not bad movies. Lady Bird. Yeah, um, like, but I'm because I, I mean, uh, Tenet is the most agreeable one there for me. Um, Tenet for me is I don't know. Every time I think back to that movie, it's just growing. It is just getting better, which is weird. I don't. It's 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 a uh, uh, temporal pincer movement is happening in real life with me. I think it's uh, <laughs> I'm I'm crossing the threshold of of realizing it's one of my favorite movies, maybe, and I just haven't realized it yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it will never be over. I don't know. Interstellar. I don't think that that can be topped. But Nolan, I guess, would be the guy to do it. A slow burn um, that takes. And it is my year. fourth favorite Nolan uh, movie. Okay, Interstellar. Uh, the Dark Knight, Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I'd probably put Oppenheimer up. Yeah, I do have Oppenheimer above Tenet as well, actually. So I do agree with that. Um, but I don't know, Tenet. I, it's the most like gravitating to rewatch. Like I, I, I feel yeah. like I can rewatch that movie so many goddamn times, and uh, and just to keep thinking about it. But I think Collateral, like I think this will be a a rewatch that I, I do come back to like i don't know this it it feels like uh if if anyone ever needs a movie recommendation if i'm ev- ever in that situation like this is this is this, this is, is one, one that can be in the back pocket for sure oh, like yeah. this is this is one i will throw out with confidence um in pretty much any group that i'm in so i think that I does that. warrant it I to be that. to be up there oh um, it is it's super enjoyable and it's it's extremely well done where where do we think it falls critically mm. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, Insider obviously you want to compare movie. it to the man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Insider at a nine. We've got Thief at a nine. We've got Manhunter at an eight seven five. Um, to compare it to a similar archetype of a story, The Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got that at a nine. Um, you compared it a lot to Fight Club. Within yourself, mm-hmm. that's at an eight five. Um. And that's that's the range. I think that's the range for me. Is I mean, for me, absolute ceiling is nine. Yeah, um, yeah. I I can't go any higher than nine. I cannot say it's better made than than the insider um, or the killer. It's either on that level or an eight seven five. I think I could say it's better made than Fight Club. Um, I think I could too. And I think Manhunter is the the agreeable comparison in terms of quality from Michael Mann's filmography, which we have at 875. You know, I do think what it brings uh, editing wise is incredible. But I think that when you're looking at a lot of pretty much any of his other movies. Hmm. Somehow, that's just how visually prolific Michael Mann is as a filmmaker is that. This is probably the weakest looking movie we've watched yeah. yet, and this is an mm-hmm. incredible looking movie. Um, that's true. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to say something like that. Um, you know, the insider visually is probably on a similar tier, which is why it's at a nine. But you know, I think back to Thief, and I think back to Heat, and I'm just mm. blown away by the visuals there. So like, yeah, I think eight seven five is 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 a safe place to come down at. 
I like that as well. Yeah, it brings it out to a 91 or a 9.08, which ties it with The Killer um, and Casino um, as well. A little bit above Gangs of New York at a 9 flat as well. Uh, I believe there was another 9 flat somewhere that I saw. Maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe that was it. Yeah, Gangs of New York, another, rather, oh, Dunkirk, a 9 flat. So barely, barely above Dunkirk. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that, that is, I like the, the 91, um, mm. out of there. I, I, I did enjoy I it very, very, very much. So, um, I praise I, indeed. Yeah. Um, can't wait to see how I feel after the second watch to see if, uh, if it will tone down some or if I'm, I'm still invigorated to keep hey. going and watch. Nah, more. man, I think that, uh, all, all the power to you. I, I, like I said, I love this movie and, we're 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 splitting hairs when we're talking about the rating yeah. here. Um we're talking the difference of one, maybe two percent in that final rating. Um Yeah. Man, I need to get his I need to get the rest of his filmography in before Ferrari now. Because man is becoming uh very, very high praise from me. Uh a a uh from the top rope, out of nowhere, dude's coming in with just absolute consistent bangers for me um and i did not expect it i expected him to be my least i knew the least about him when i was coming into this right, i only right. knew of heat like i only knew of heat i've only heard of of that movie coming in into this and i still haven't even seen it at all so i was like okay michael man when we get to him yeah i'm assuming he has some prowess because he's up you know with wes and marty and nolan and gerwig you know we're we're talking some some crazy big hitters here so he's got to be good and god oh yeah one of those one of those gentlemen who uh he's he's there's a reason he was even considered for us as as relative layman uh in in terms of film uh to for his name to even be considered there and you know like it's it's because he's he's made some fucking classics um yeah oh yeah um, no i need to i need to get my question my question, Ferrari. Yeah. Was, oh yes, yes, yes. What's your prediction for where it falls in your? Ooh, it's just it's just vibes. Yeah. Where where do you think it will fall um, in in your rating or in your ranking? So and and also going into Ferrari, what is your ranking? One through, I'm assuming five. Um, yes, one is heat. I think that is undeniable right now. Um, collateral is, is two, insider would be three, um, and then I'd probably go to thief and then manhunter. All right. We um, got the same, we've got the same top five, save for switching insider and collateral mm-hmm. at two and three. Um, okay. I got heat one, insider two, collateral th- three, thief four and manhunter five. My guess is Ferrari slots in right above thief. But the low insider and collateral is my vibe mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Thief is that I don't know. Thief will, will be interesting to to beat. I guess that's the one that I am furthest away from. Uh, but I do remember very fond. I I, I did enjoy. So if it, if it is better than Thief, I will be very very pleasantly. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you. I don't think it breaches top three. I don't think it breaches Heat Insider Collateral for me. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Maybe I think maybe it very well Adam could. Driver. 
yeah. quality wise, um, um, yeah, breach oh. collateral for me. Um, I think enjoyment quality wise, I think this will be number two. That's my guess. That quality wise, it will only be second to Heat. Um, Ooh, my piping hot prediction is that quality wise, this will be fourth or fifth. Oh, okay. I'm expect. I'm I'm hoping that if it's because this this not gonna lie. As far as the stories that he's covered, this one's very boring and well. I guess the six. I mean, even even with Insider, that's that's a a not killing and whatever, but it's still a very interesting story. This this as far as the general population is concerned, seems that a story that not a lot of people would be interested in. Right. So I'm assuming maybe this is like a passion project for Michael Mann. I don't know. He's just yeah. very into racing. Okay. Um, but it, it seems that he wouldn't cover um, a story unless it unless it had some prowess, unless it had something. It had that with, resonance with um, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm 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 confident in his capability. Like, uh, but looking at our 2023 movies that we've also discussed, uh, Killer, the Killer, we gave a nine. The Killers of the Flower Moon, we gave a 9.75. Um, Barbie, we gave an 8.25. Um, Oppenheimer, a 9.75. And Asteroid City, a 9.25. Yeah, I think... Those movies are concerned. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's touching um, many of them. Uh, like, I'm like, maybe, maybe Barbie, maybe mm-hmm. The Killer. It's um, not touching Oppenheimer. I no, don't, I and if it does... I highly invite it. Hey, if it does, yeah, fuck okay. yeah. Um, my money is that as of right now, where I have my like my personal 2023 ranking, is that I don't think it touches the top ten. Um, just purely vibes. Honestly, I'm not going into it thinking because here's the thing: I love, as far as 2023 is concerned, my top 15 movies. Me saying that I don't think it breaches top ten isn't yeah. necessarily saying that I'm not going to like it. I I think I will enjoy the movie. It's it's very hard for me to not like a movie, and given what Michael Mann has done for us in the in the build up to it, I I'm comfortable in saying that uh, he will he will uh, wrap up the year for us in a satisfactory way. But to think that 2023 has brought us six director spotlights, a new project that we've begun from from scratch, just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. kind of we're like, let's just do this thing with Wes Anderson. We'll see where it takes us. Yeah. Now we've done Wes, we've done Chris Nolan, we've done Gerwig, we've done Marty, we've done David Fincher, and now Michael Mann. And uh it's it's easily become my favorite project we've ever done. Oh yeah. So whatever twenty twenty four might bring, we will uh we will have to see. Um Yeah, where it where it doesn't breach your top ten, I think it automatically breaches my top ten. Right. Uh, for the year since I don't think I have seen 10 movies in theaters or new movies this year. Um, um I don't know. I don't that well that might be a lie. Uh, it's always it's, when it's, I start it's hard to, to keep together. track of until you track um, it, you know, like yeah. you're like, "Oh wait, yeah." In theaters um, definitely not. Uh, I don't think uh it could be around that number. Um but that'd be probably high. I'm like, uh, "Yeah, let's work through it. Let's work th- You saw Creed 3. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, Killers, Asteroid City, Oppenheimer, Barbie. There's five. Um, You're I guess see Ferrari. I guess the Killers not a theater movie, but that it is that, a 2023 I mean, movie um, though. Yeah. Um, um, Ferrari is seven. Will be across the Spider Verse, the Marvels, Blue mm-hmm. Beetle. Or you haven't seen the Beetle. Marvels? 
I have not um, seen the Marvels. I have seen Blue Beetle. Uh, Leave the World Behind. Yep, Napoleon. Yeah. Napoleon. Okay, Napoleon. Um, there we go. The Little so, Mermaid. Yes. Um, Quantumania. Guardians Shit. 3. It? Yeah. Okay. Long year. 12 Never months mind. is a long time. You, you don't yeah. think about a lot of the stuff that Man. happened early on in the year. But yep. you have you have watched at least 10 that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, no, hmm. I've... Uh, okay. Come Ferrari, the 26th, I plan on seeing Poor Things the Saturday before. It'll make Ferrari the 50th 2023 movie I will have seen. So, um, not in theaters. Theaters, I'm, I'm, I'm a little over 10. Um, okay. Can't remember exactly how many, but. I know I'm not there. That's, I think, for certain. Yeah, no, I, uh, I like, I like uh, watching a new movie. I like, mm-hmm. I like being able to throw it on the, mm-hmm. on the letterbox. I, like I said, I love letterbox lists. So anything I can make a yeah. list, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep track of it. So, it is nice. um, it is but nice yeah, this list. with that collateral coming to a 91, mm-hmm. I can, I can be okay with that to be sure. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with that. Uh, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast and we will be back with the Michael Mann spotlight after Christmas next Wednesday for Ferrari. This Friday, we continue our comic book movie journey through film with X-Men First Class. Very excited about that. And then we will wrap up the year next Friday with Green Lantern. Um, I do intend on doing some sort of top 10 of 2023. We've, as far as the history of this podcast goes, we've done a year in review every year the podcast has existed, 2019, 20, 21, 22, and now would be 23. Um, granted, it might, it probably won't come before the end of the year, but it'd be nice. Maybe it'll be Patreon exclusive. Not sure. We'll try to find the time to get that in, but it'll likely only be movies because I didn't watch shit on TV mm-hmm. this year um besides yeah. old stuff um kind of a little mini year in review we did was the altering of the comic book rating and the director rating uh, we yes, kind of looked at a little bit of a re-rating thing on Patreon that was fun um so that was fun we did we did take a look back but not not a not a not a complete look no TV yeah, not show not in thing. a not in a purely uh, what happened yeah. released mm-hmm. in the year of 2023 sense but mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah. But with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast, follow on Letterboxd at pennybloompod, as I mentioned several times. Uh, throughout this episode, so many lists, so many, ch- so, so much chance to see what I think of movies in relation to each other. Um, I mentioned my Michael Mann ranking. I've got like 15 directors rankings and I've got criteria in my head. I have to have seen a certain amount of movies from a person before I can make a list for them. Like I've got like, I, I there's a lot Your going on in this brain as yeah. it relates to letterboxed lists. So, uh, Your tons, tons, tons. is is definitely, oh, it's, it is almost like it's, you take it more seriously than my Excel sheets. Uh, which I is, do. That, I do. Yeah. That is a uh, very, 
Very serious. I can promise. I'm on it every single day. Even if I have not just finished a movie to log one, I'm looking at something on Letterboxd typically. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I use it like, I I use it like social media almost. Uh, like I, I just like, uh, Mm -hmm. oh, open my phone. My, my fingers just took me to Letterboxd type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Exactly. That's, that's, I mean, I don't. I cannot say that I check in with the Excel sheet every day. I uh, I, <laughs> I cannot say. I mean, it, it is almost almost every day. Well, uh, it's but... just a reflection of my feelings on film. You know, like mm-hmm. y- no movie is one hundred percent, no doubt, better than any other movie in relation to it. You know, like I'm like I check some of the lists I make. Nothing changed. I didn't watch anything new and I'm like, you know what? That's not right. This one goes above that one, you know? And, and then the next day it'll go back down. That's just how, that's just how things are. I love movies mm-hmm. and I love using that app to try to give that parameter, those the, the, try to give it a structure. And while it's, it's folly, I enjoy doing it. Um, oh, yeah. so yeah, you can follow us there. Um, remember to rate and review, leave a five star review. It is a huge help. I remember to download episodes. Uh, it is greatly, greatly important. Um, we've, we've had a wonderful 2023. We've, we crossed the 11,000 download threshold, um, recently for the year, um, which is cool. We had 10,500 ever coming into 2023. Um, and we crossed 11,000 just this year alone, which is super fucking cool. Um, so thank you very, very much. For all the listeners out there who have joined us for the first time in 2023, and I hope you'll stick with us in 2024. Um, but yeah, I think that is that. We are also, you know, obviously we're doing Winter is Blooming, our Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. If you've watched Game of Thrones, you got to tune in. That's one of the most fun, long-form projects we've mm-hmm. ever done. It's been mm-hmm. going on for well over a year now. We're getting close to the end of season six as Christmas. Uh, we have season six, episode eight, um, titled No One. Uh, we're almost at the end of season six. Um, it's so much fun doing that show and that's every Monday. So make sure you check that out. But with that, we will end this. I'll wrap it up. Um, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and take comfort in knowing you never had a choice.